Bim. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here. Now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Happy New Year, Kenton. Happy New Year to you, too. How was your uh, holiday break? Uh, we're back at school, and I can't remember it. How was yours? <laughs> it was good. Did you get any Star Wars-related uh, yes. gifts for Christmas? What did you get? Oh, uh, well, I bought myself uh, Fallen Order, the video game. Right. So that was my gift to me. I'm going to get that, and, uh, and we're going to talk about it in more depth and a later podcast. Caroline got me IG-11, Star Wars <laughs> Black awesome. figure. And I was really happy to have it after yeah. I watched the finale, which we'll talk about today. But uh, And uh, and also, because I'm such a fan of The Mandalorian, uh, the ATST from The Mandalorian. Oh, with the red eyes. Yeah, uh, oh. No, it doesn't have red eyes, oh, okay. actually. But it has the Marauder figure. Uh, and it takes you... Pro- it looks great. It looks fantastic. But it takes you, like, maybe two hours to get the damn... You realize that the physics... Of a chicken walker, <laughs> look better on TV than yeah, in real life. Doesn't really work yeah, in yeah. real life. Okay, so yeah, so a couple Star Wars related. Uh, That's awesome. Items. Yeah, I got my is. kids. How about my, you? My kids know, of course, that I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and uh, they got me first of all this uh, lovely Kylo Ren bobblehead. Oh, I was hiding that so you didn't see it ahead of time. That's aw- with the crack crack mask. Yeah, so it's it's Supreme Leader Kylo Ren um, with the little red marks where the uh, cybernetic chimpanzee welded his mask together, whatever. Can we just say, that was such a weird scene in the middle yeah. of a very fast-paced movie, but they pause for a moment to weld his, to have some weird monkey guy weld his helmet back together while all the other Knights of Ren kind of, there's a ceremony around it or something. It seems that they were, that's what they're trying to go for and it, in that scene. And it's funny that, and I'm glad you, you, you have this because it reminds me that there was another connection between the rise of Skywalker and the, and the Mandalorian involving uh, some plot devices and helmets. Yeah. Well, so, it, uh, it, did, it did actually, one thing that seemed to remind me of a lot of, yeah. was the kind of ceremonial. Every time they kind of upgraded Mando's yeah. armor, there was some of a ceremony around it. And, uh, and so that was a very similar type of a scene where they have to kind of craft his yeah. armor and craft his, put his helmet back together. It's funny that I don't know who kept all the pieces to his helmet after he smashed it in the elevator. They hang, uh, they hung on to them. <laughs> The janitorial staff are like, I guess, he's going to want this back. Don't throw out anything. Yeah, no, he smashes it all the time. <laughs> it's just part of his deal. Okay, and there was one more thing they got me, which was Luke got That's me great. Uh, this lovely wallet um, with oh, a Millennium oh Falcon on it. Now, this oh, is, my God, that's nice. It's the uh, it's got it's kind of got a chrome Millennium Falcon. Now, this is the solo version of Millennium Falcon because it's got oh, the, yeah. the front part cool. there. I feel like this would actually be Lando's wallet. <laughs> if Lando had a wallet in the Star Wars universe, it would be because this is what his ship looked like when he when, had it. When he was most proud of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it certainly quickly gets tra- – as soon as Han gets his hands on it, uh, it gets trashed, and then we lose that middle piece. But, yeah, that was a nice little uh, gift. I got, awesome. I got two wallets for my kids. <laughs> Really? I got this one and I got a regular one. So I've got, uh, I'm set for wallets and I got a nice little bobblehead. Wallets wear out fast. They're, uh, you need a couple kicking around. Oh, that's great. You're putting the bobblehead. It'll fit there, but we'll find a place for it anyway. The so. ceremonial position here. We've got, uh, we've got Kylo Ren next to Luke uh, bobblehead and we'll maybe we'll grow that collection. It's actually a Funko brand uh, uh, bobblehead, which I thought was kind of cool. That's great. So. And actually, uh, Funko, I, I don't know if you saw it this week, but there's actually going to be a Werner Herzog bobblehead. I saw it, yeah. They, they're, they're releasing a whole bunch of uh, pop figures yeah. for the Mandalorian, including, of course, Baby Yoda and Mando. One figure I noticed was missing, I think. I don't know, maybe I just didn't see it, but it doesn't appear that they have a 
Um, Nick Nolte's character. What is his oh. name again? It's it's. Yeah, I have a name. No, and it's, it's Quill. 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 It's Quill. A Quill or Quill? Quill. I feel like Quill is too close to Peter yeah. Quill from from uh, Marvel. Uh, Quill. Uh, they didn't have one of those for him. I don't think. I don't think it was. Maybe maybe it just Ooh, wasn't shown in the post. I think I saw post. one. I think I, I I believe I've seen one. I mean, they've Either got one for even. They've got yeah. one for the freaking um, Dengar. Look, not Dengar. The other yeah. guy, one of the bounty hunter guys. He fights. I mean, they've got one for almost every character in that, including like the the little lizard guy he rides on. They've got to have him too. He's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what the Funko Pop uh, uh, balance sheet looks like, but I don't know how they can make. <laughs> Six billion of these things, and for every little character, people that love it. One. Yeah, it, but it's, it, I like it too. I like looking at it. But I mean, God, are you can't be a completist. And no, no, stuff. I don't think that's the point of that yeah. thing. It's like you pick your fandom, yeah. and you're a completist within that fandom. And but that's how niche can you be and still make money? That's what I want to know. Like, is there a? They filled a million niches, and they seem to yeah. like that's the that's the draw of it. And I'm sure these things are dirt cheap to make. Like they cannot be, and they're cheap to buy. They're only fifteen bucks or something like that. So, you know, they're not super expensive. If you were to go to a comic con and pick up one thing, and you don't have a ton of money to spend. You can pick mm-hmm. up a Funko Pop, right? Well, I would definitely own a Werner Herzog figure. Yeah, yeah. For whatever, a Star Wars Black series would be better. See, but. I saw one of the toys. I saw they were released, uh, are releasing, or did release as a talking Baby Yoda. Did they? Oh. That actually makes the it makes the little moaning. little noises he makes. And I would love to have a talking Werner Herzog doll that just oh. says, "It's a tough, it's a, it's a complicated profession, <laughs> being a bounty hunter." And then oh, <laughs> he has got some uh, great speech lines, some great lines in the Mandalorian. That's All, so good. And, and I think he's in three episodes, right? Yeah, right? something like that. Something, yeah, first yeah, two, yeah. and then the last, second oh, no. last one. That's right. So maybe, yeah, that's right. Three episodes. I think correct. we see his body in the very final episode, but maybe not. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about the Mandalorian because that was like, well. We'll talk about the rise of Skywalker more as we go forward. Have you seen well, it again, by the way? No, I have okay. not seen it again. Have you? I've seen it twice. So I'm going to yeah. see it a third time this weekend, Whoa. actually. Because the other two kids, I, I took mm-hmm. Luke to it. Uh, the other two went to a moose game instead uh, with their brother. <laughs> and and uh, and so I asked Luke if he wants to see it again. He said yes. And so we're going to go see it again this weekend. And then I'll, we'll, we'll kind of break it down. But I, I will only thing I'll say about it is that I, I know the glow, the glow is worn off now. I'm not as enamored of it as I was when I first came out of that theater. Um, I would have to say I still like the movie, but I think the Rise of Skywalkers. Oh no, sorry, the Rise, the um, the Last Jedi is my favorite film of this trilogy. It, I, I wasn't going to walk that back a bit. It was on TV over the break. Oh uh, yeah, the Last Jedi. I, uh, whatever the channel, Bravo, whatever the one is that shows right endless on a loop. Yeah, they what? had Harry Potter running on another one too. Right, all the Harry Potter movies. Right. So I saw, I watched a good chunk of the Last Jedi again. Canto Bite makes no sense whatsoever. Makes less sense the more you watch. No, but it's it. very well shot. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful film to look at. There mm-hmm. is no doubt. It is better filmmaking. And I, the more I've sort of synthesized, I probably listened to, oh, God, 30 hours of podcasting <laughs> on the topic of The Rise of Skywalker. And so the discussion got heated in some case, in some people's podcasts uh, and other people's. They just loved it to an extent that I thought, oh, did I miss something? And then in other ones, they hated it with like a vengeance. And I was kind of like, oh, did I miss it? Because I'm somewhere in the middle. But I still say, like, one of the things that has sort of settled in my mind is is any movie that makes that gives you some emotional moments. I can't remember when I sort of, you know, felt – I had my tears kind of welling up at a sci-fi oh, movie. Yeah, like the Han Solo scene, I think, for sure, Yeah, uh, was some, one of those. There's a couple of those, yeah. right? And there's some great stuff. 
generally any of the ones involving the original characters, as you said yeah. uh, uh, the first time we what, talked about it. One podcast said just the opposite. Really? They're like, anything with the, uh, tr- uh, with the original trilogy was terrible. And I was going, um, yeah. No. But I've also settled on the idea that the, what's wrong with the film is wrong with the filmmaking. Yeah. Like, uh, right up to and including... Uh, off-camera Palpatine's back. That is a big problem. That is a major, major issue, I think, that the film struggles and does not really adequately give us what we need. So in a future podcast, I think when we talk about The Rise of Skywalker, and and, uh, over the break for an upcoming podcast, I've written a list of questions that haunt me about The Rise, and and I would love to bring them and ask you, there's lots, but I, I could probably cut it down to my, the 10 most pressing questions. And I'll ask them to you. and We can try to figure out what okay. the answer because there are many unanswered Well, questions. I'm going to do the same thing then. I'm going to go see it this weekend. The rose-colored yeah. glasses are off. Yeah. So I'm going to go see it and, and try to watch it a little more critically and, and try to pick it apart a bit. And I'll write down my questions after I see it. And we'll do that. Maybe next episode we'll do that. I just have one question for you now. And do you, did you find the first hour of that film to once again be just race by yeah. and be confusing and yeah? And so I, I read somewhere like we see six planets in the first like forty five minutes of the movie, and it's like whoa, you know, slow down a bit. Right, it's just as bad as Rogue One was in the beginning of Rogue One, Rogue One. Except in Rogue One, they put little titles to show us which planets they were. We yeah. criticized that at the time, but I'm like, mm, maybe that wasn't such a bad idea. Well, you needed in the dialogue then. And did did you know the first planet is Mustafar? No, that was no, not not made clear at all. No, that no. is not made clear, though apparently that is that's the case. And uh, you know, thanks for showing us Vader's castle. <laughs> like that was a that's all that's all they had to show was one shot of yeah. that castle, and we wouldn't know. Even right? in the background, that yeah. would have been ultimate. And and I can't help but thinking uh, we could have set up a lot uh, if there was a plan all along. <laughs> Uh, what would have happened in The Last Jedi is we would have killed Snoke, just as is, and uh, in the throne room or somewhere, Kylo Ren would have discovered the Wayfinder to Palpatine. That's sure. where it should. That's where the discovery should have been, and maybe the first scene where he sees Palpatine should have been the last scene of The Last Jedi. It would have blown people's minds. Yeah, I think so. That would have made a good, them good, good wait. Choice. <laughs> Made them wait. Yes. Okay. Well, let's put that aside for now and uh, and discuss the Mandalorian, which everybody seems to love. I don't know anybody yeah. who doesn't like it. Uh, some people are a little more critical than others, but uh, overall, overwhelmingly, it's received positive uh, feedback. And um, and yeah. So yeah. we we obviously we watched it. Uh, we're we're going to talk spoilers. Yeah, please, just so yeah. people know. So, 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 you know, watch, I think overall we're going to say watch it. If you like Star Wars yeah. at all, watch this series. It's super easy. Now, and what I said, I was talking actually on the air on CJOB with one of the hosts there uh, last week, I think, whenever the, the finale went up. And um, I think it's, you know, they did release this one episode at a time week by week, but I think it's going to prove to be a really bingeable Easy binge because they're the episodes are not too long. There's only eight of them, and I think that um, or is there ten, are there ten of them? We we binged it again on uh, on New okay. Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm gonna and do it that. Was great. I'm gonna rewatch yeah. it with my kids because they've not seen it. I think Jack watched a couple episodes, but I'm gonna rewatch it with my kids, and we're gonna try and binge it and see how well that goes over. I suspect it's gonna be good. I'll say one thing happens when you binge it, and that is the strong episodes look incredible, and it also highlights. The weaker episodes. Oh. When you watch it, it's different. When you watch it all in a row, like I noticed, I definitely noticed um, the episodes that don't quite get it done. Like from, what? The, from the ones that really get it done. What are the, but what even are the weaker the, episodes? Even the ones that don't quite get it done are still quite good. Yeah. So I would say probably the weakest one is the Bryce Dallas Howard one, which, which she what? directed, which is the um, 
the one where they land on the planet and help the townspeople. Oh, the, the, the uh, three amigos slash magnificent seven right, 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 right. scenario. Okay, when, I like that one. I thought it was good. Well, there's many. Well, as I say, many good moments. But when you watch it in the context of the other ones, not quite as good. Not quite as good. All right. Cool. I don't think it fully works. Uh, you know, some of the stuff that they want you to sort of hang your hat on don't really <laughs> don't pay off a hundred percent, including the Walker. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, no. we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop the Walker right here, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, one yeah. inch away from the <laughs> hole. There's a few things like that, a few plot devices, All and right. even Baby Yoda being lined up uh, by the sniper or and whatever. Gets, the sniper gets killed by what's her face. Right. Okay. Right. right. But but. Uh, overall, I just think it is a very solid first season. Way, like my favorite Star Wars since the original trilogy. That, and that's the common thread here. Yeah. Is many, many people are saying uh, it's the best thing that's been done in this new Star Wars era. Um, I, I could agree with that. I think that it's it's a shame that, you know, I, I want to see something of this quality on the big screen. So mm-hmm. it's a shame that they weren't able to achieve that with any of the newer films. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a really, really good. And uh, some great characters, some, as we've said in the past, um, uh, Pedro Pascal does a great job just conveying different emotions, even with that mask on. And we do, do of course, get yeah. to see his face uh, in the final episode. Um, so what did you think of the final episode overall? And Amazing. How they wrapped out? It blew me away. See, I don't know. I didn't feel that way about it. I didn't feel oh, like it blew God. me away. I feel, it was good. It was fine. But at the end of it, I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, I didn't seem to love it as much as a lot of other people did. See, that's what I felt about the rise of Skywalker. I was, I was a little bit like, eh, like, oh, I have to give it credit on those moments that really worked. But it did, just didn't do it for me. But The Mandalorian, for me, that last episode, just, I could not get enough of it. I wanted to know more about Baby Yoda. They did not reveal anything else about Ooh, Baby Yoda. They left us with a juicy well, morsel of what's to come. Well, I know. But, I mean, that's just teasing people for the second season. So, we, we find out. Okay, so let's, let's that's break That's a pretty down. good tease. Now, one thing we actually, I don't think we've actually talked about the previous episode either uh, on no. this podcast. Because we, we had missed that, that uh, show. But uh, we see in the final two episodes, uh, Gus Fring shows up. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, um, and he is so good. He is channeling Gus Fring oh, yeah. in, that, in that role. Like He does absolutely sound like the, he doesn't take any shit from anybody. He's a no-nonsense, like, you better you know, give me what yeah. I want or else. And some great speeches, some great lines from yes. him. Uh, I thought it was really, really cool that the whole that whole sequence with him showing up there. I will give you one assurance. I will act in my own self interest, <laughs> like total Gus. But but you you believe him, and you, right now my self interest involves making sure you're alive. But that right. might not that might not stay the case. So that was a great. I'll whole, give you scene. till sundown. I thought that was very generous. I um I'm walking it back a bit. I actually um was frustrated by the end of. The second last episode, because you see the it's a very kind of like suspenseful moment mm-hmm. where the the two stormtroopers are speeding towards Queel and Baby Yoda. They're running. He's on his, his do back or whatever. And he's galloping towards the ship. And I was I was so expecting IG-11 to pop out and shoot those stormtroopers. Like, where was he in the whole time? That was probably the one element that uh, was least satisfying in the season because that character is so great. Let's start with that. I wanted that character around longer. Yeah. Now, someone needs to die to make – to give the shows – to raise the stakes to know that these uh, – these clowns mean business or whatever. So it could have been almost anybody that could have gone. Uh, and at one point, I thought the Mandalorian himself was going to be killed. Yeah, that uh, was very real. I felt <laughs> yeah. I, I did feel that very much uh, in the moment. I felt like, oh shit, yeah. he's going to die, and we're going to that. That would be a twist. I mean, it's it, it's been yeah. done before. Game of Thrones did it right, where they killed off the main character. Well, it occurred to me maybe season. the person we've been calling the Mandalorian is not 
with the title of the show. Right. Like that occurred to me that maybe it is Boba Fett. Like, oh God, where are we going with this? Yeah. But um, but I, th- I I agree that I thought IG Eleven would save. He, the the guy that basically reprogrammed him. Yeah, but and he was close to the ship too. He was close to the. Well, ship, I, I so. just don't 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 know where he was. Like they left yeah. him behind, um, and then they went into the town, and now and he's speeding back towards the ship. Why would he not radio him and say we're on our way? Prep the ship. Well, the blah, Ma- blah. it was the Mandalorian's radio broadcast that originally triggered the Empire to go chase him. To, or the whatever right, they that's are right. Now. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. They had their police scanner going. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I mean, they, there were some. The, 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 our hero screwed up pretty royally there, which led to the death of his. Now friend. he probably just didn't know. I would say. Right. There's, there's one thing about this this character is he is absolutely flawed. He does not yeah. know everything, and he absolutely makes huge mistakes throughout the. Uh, throughout the series right mm-hmm. he always he trusts people he shouldn't trust he gets screwed over he gets betrayed all the time uh the one constant throughout is that he loves baby yoda that's the, that's very yeah. clear is that he will do anything to protect that child and um and that that's very very well conveyed i think throughout um and what else uh so then so then they kill quill uh that's the that's the um cliffhanger at the end we see him dead and then they've got they pick up Baby Yoda, they scoop him up, and they're on the way back. And then we open in the final episode with a lovely um, uh, scene with the two stormtroopers oh. waiting for their orders to go back into the town, waiting for the the all clear to go back into the town with with the baby. And the, ever, that's so funny. That whole exchange is hilarious. The red tape of uh, of them having to sit out on the outskirts and have mundane conversation. Oh, I love that's that is mighty in terms of Star Wars comedy. Which I think uh, the Rise of Skywalker had a bit of problems with sure. Star Wars comedy, but the Star Wars comedy that in that scene, I thought that was Ryan Reynolds at first. Uh, yeah, I was I was trying to guess because you know it's yeah, gonna be somebody famous. Yeah. It, it turns out it was Jason Sudeikis and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, um, Adam Pally, whoever yeah, that. I don't yeah, know. Who, do you know who that is? No, I don't. No, no me J- neither. Jason Sudeikis is the guy we couldn't remember last week yeah. when we talked about uh, Saturday Night Live. He's now playing. Um, Joe Biden on Saturday right. Night Live, but uh, yeah, so this is really funny, and, and to me, it like it really kind of gets to the roots of Star Wars, which is like you remember in the very first movie when Ben is sneaking around the Death Star, and the one stormtrooper mm-hmm. says the other, "You know what's going on? I don't know, some kind of drill, I guess." Like they they always have these kind of mundane conversations, mm-hmm. right, about what's going on. They don't ever know and they kind of talk to each other because that's all they have to talk to right yeah. so it's a really funny dialogue that he wants to look and he punches baby yoda oh my god he so punches they're, baby yoda. they're dumb and cruel <laughs> and they can't shoot they try to shoot at a <laughs> ah, that was funny yeah. yeah they and they and they uh and they uh punch baby yoda but uh, and but that just makes uh makes it better when baby yoda bites one of their fingers yeah that's great and then ig11 shows up and kills yeah. them both that's great too and in cruel inhumane ways he, he breaks their arms uh, the uh, the final episode I thought was great for showing stormtrooper death in a way like crushing of the armor <laughs> multiple yeah, times yeah, yeah, yeah. in a couple different scenarios. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Where we, you we actually we, heard this, it. Like this whole series kills stormtroopers in new yeah. and creative ways, and I really enjoyed that part of it as well. The sound of porcelain <laughs> cracking, or maybe it's their head <laughs> underneath the porcelain. I don't know. But so then uh, the uh, then Gus Fring gives his ultimatum, and and uh, they they back off, and I don't. Like, I mean, whatever he gives, so he gives him till sundown. That's a very, it's a very Western mm-hmm. style thing to do, yeah. right? So give it, you have until sundown to make your decision. Um, and then it seems like they kind of back off 
Uh, what ha- I can't remember what happens next. My brain is is. You've watched it more than yeah. once. What happens next? Well, uh, you just reminded me. He gives him till sundown. But on Tatooine, would you have to wait till suns down? <laughs> suns down. Um, they uh, well, they, re- they there's so much in the final episode. They're trying to get out of the building. They're trying to get through. So the... they get sundown. But then, uh, but then our pal IG11 comes scooting right. into town on a on a speeder bike and with baby Yoda enjoying every moment of it yeah. and starts uh, shooting up the uh, stormtroopers. Right, right, a- right. And there's there's a Jawa talking to two stormtroopers and he spares the Jawa's life and the Jawa just goes, huh? Just looks around. Like one second the Jawa's between. I forgot. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I saw one person posting about the conversation between the two stormtroopers and yeah. I, I rem- it reminded me of the uh, parody Troops. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, Something yeah. Like years ago, it was a cops parody with Stormtroopers on tattooing, and it's so yeah. well done. It's a fan film. It's so well done. And it, uh, that absolutely reminds me of the Stormtroopers oh, just yeah. going around and interrogating Jawas, asking what's going on. It's yeah. so funny. So look, if you've never seen Troops, go look that up on YouTube. It's really, really funny. Um, yeah, so then IG-11 comes in. He he blasts them. He gets. He goes into the building with them, and he kind of... Helps, helps well, they, them get there's out. There's some in and out of the building. They leave the building. They come back into the building. There's like there's a yeah. Little, they try to get out, but they can't yeah. or something, right? Yeah. So there's there, there's a there's a lot of and oh, and they bring uh bring out the heavy gun, the stormtroopers. There's lots. Of, there's there's just flame, so much flamethrower trooper with a or flamethrower flame, like with a red, red armor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A, what's going oh, on? Oh, and with the that? death troopers from Rogue One. Yeah, those guys are there too. Like, like they're they uh, oh, and the tie fighter that lands so the folding a, this, wings. This guy's a like, moth, right? Gus Fring's character is a moth, not a grand. And moth, no. just a moth. Moth Gideon. Um, and uh, he, uh, so that's Krennic. What was Krennic's rank? Oh, in uh, in Rogue One, I don't remember. Admiral. Admiral Krennic. Was it? Yeah, he was trying. He was going for moth. He, he really was like. Was. He was like Thrawn, right? Admiral yeah, I think Thrawn. so. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had death troopers. So this guy's got death troopers. Um, and then they have to they have to cut their way out through the they have to go through the garbage chute again. No, they go through a, a vent. Uh, to get into the sewers, essentially. Well, before that, uh, there's lots. Yeah, they do do that. But there's also we find out that being a Mandalorian, it's a creed, not a not a not a race. Yeah, he is yes. not by uh, genetics a Mandalorian. He is yeah. he was adopted into the society and he took it on. So you don't have to be born into it. You can be you can you can decide you can you can convert. You can be right. it's like converting to Judaism. You can become a Jew. You can become a Mandalorian. You can become a Mandalorian, and I couldn't help but notice uh, they're t- having this discussion about Creed and who's sitting in the room, but Apollo Creed himself. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. I thought I thought Apollo Creed should have weighed in. I, on I that take discussion. I take back some of what I said about uh, Carl Weathers' performance. He was oh. really good in this. He had some great moments, and he was doing exactly what he needs to. He needs to ham it up a bit, and he does that. So I think he was good. I you know he's not the best actor in the world, but he does. Hold the zone in this. You know what? In this episode, it's funny that you say that. I, I listened to Steel Saunders' podcast the other day, and he said he's not sure if, if Carl Weathers is the world's greatest actor, or the world's worst actor. He can't tell. Yeah, and it's true that Carl that he brings. But I thought I, he's got some great lines. And he does. I lo- and I have to, I have to say, I loved all of them. I, 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 I them. like. Uh, I loved in the previous episode, yeah. the second to last episode, how what's her face keeps go, keeps going on about the four stormtrooper thing. Yeah, he said there was only going to be four stormtroopers, and there's a whole battalion. She's like. Four stormtroopers, hey? And she goes, she keeps coming back to it. Doesn't yeah. look like four to me. And he's yeah. <laughs> come on. He said it out of his ass. He didn't he wasn't he didn't really know what he was talking about. That's but right. that was a funny bit. Um so, Oh, and and then and then of course the removal of the mask. Yeah. So everyone takes helmet, off. He gives Baby Yoda to them. They take off and IG eleven stays behind too. He gets blasted, basically. Mando gets totally like um, he's got the gun, and uh, and Gideon shoots the box, which presumably has all the ammo in it, and blows it up, and he gets 
his bell rung pretty hard and has a severe head injury. And then IG-88 has to take his mask off to treat it, right? So we get to see his face. Oh, and, and, at the, and in that, um, we find out that the Moff, uh, Moff Gideon knows his name, knows... Uh, yeah, he knows everything about them. He reveals the Mandalorian's name, Jin Dar- Jarden. I don't Jin, remember. I can't remember. Something like that. And he know, he's familiar with all of his enemies. He's done the research, so yep. he knows who they are. Um, which leads to then the removal of the mask and and Pedro Pascal's what a what a performance a, a five second performance but it's great and they get around it pretty pretty well where he says no living yeah. creature see my face and he's like I'm not a living creature okay fine you're you're yeah. a droid so droids can see his face they've kind of they've stuck to that rule and they've made it they they, they didn't break that rule. Um, so yeah, it takes it off. He sprays some magic Bacta on his head. I love and Bacta. It's just a great thing to have. His hair is wet and matted and yeah. his face is scarred and yeah. he looks scared as hell yeah. like that. I thought yeah. that was a really interesting acting decision. Uh, and, <laughs> and I was like, could a guy win an Emmy award for five only, seconds? Yes. For only time. having his face on the screen for five <laughs> seconds. It could happen. I think I love how he, uh, he, uh, um, IG eleven uh, cracks the joke, <laughs> yeah. something like that. It was very funny. I am trying. I'm trying to calm you with my bedside manner or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, lots of great moments there. Um, and then yeah, then they sneak out through the sewer and they go through a lava river. Uh, <laughs> oh, and and the most uncomfortable weird droid in Star Wars history. Oh yeah, the R two droid that with, with the arms and legs. <laughs> What the hell is with that? That's, That's so weird. That did not look good. No. <laughs> when he suddenly rises. Yeah. It's like, why, going, why would you yeah. give a, an R2 unit that that kind of uh, uh, limbs? That was so strange. But There's he, also some weird genitals exposed there. Oh, I didn't see that. While the, well, let's just say the ball bearings in a very <laughs> odd spot. It's just the whole thing is just not. It's, whoever built that needs to rethink it. Okay. No, I I, I don't remember that, but I'll, I'll rewatch it again. And they have to make their way down the river lava. There's probably some symbolism there. I felt like it was like they're on, there, on the river sticks yeah. in hell or something like that like there's something something going on there and they have to and they, they have the stormtroopers waiting at the end of the tunnel and then ig-11 has to sacrifice himself to save them right um i i thought that moment could have been more dramatic and i did not like i, I was like i i sh- we should have felt sad when ig-11 died i didn't feel that oh, way oh i did i did felt you? yeah okay. i did i felt i felt bad for the poor guy i and- was you know what i was worried about i was like if he explodes the lava is just gonna come back and and wash over them on the boat. It didn't, of course, because there's no that kind of stuff doesn't happen. They were outside world. the radius of the. Explosion. Well, come on! I mean, though, it should should have created at least waves in the lava because <laughs> he was in the middle of the river when he got he blew up. So you'd think that he would he would generate. Some I don't know waves. if anyone's ever thrown a hand grenade in a river of lava well, before. Maybe so. it melts right away. I don't yeah, know. I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So IG Eleven takes out the stormtroopers waiting for them at the end of the tunnel, and then they can get out and they go back to the. Um, although that was after they visit the Mandalorians. Uh, Cave, right? Was that? Do we skip over the part? Oh, that's right. That was. Uh, when did that? Oh, that was. Uh, they did that in the tunnels before they got to the boat. So yeah, they. Uh, yeah. So the, the, sorry, we skipped over the yeah, part yeah. where they visit the Mandalorian's hideout. Now, yeah. did those guys die? Is that what happened there, it's or un- they just leave their armor behind? It's unclear, but the implication is they died. I think. Yeah. Okay. Which is terrible because I love those Mandalorians. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. And, oh, and- we were forgetting also about the flashback. To uh, the Mandalorian on his home planet, right? The the full like the full yes. scene where we see those those droids, the attack droids, looking dangerous, 
and uh, and yeah, he gets rescued by by Mandalorians. By Mandalorians, so. and that was the Night Watch from the Clone Wars, Mandalorians. And I that's all I remember. I don't re- remember what their storyline was in the Clone no, Wars. No, I don't either. But you can see. I mean, people can if they're interested. If they have Disney Plus, you can watch those episodes again. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that we've learned that there's the scene with the armorer again, and I thought that something was going to happen that didn't happen there. What did you think was going to happen? I thought the armor was toast. I thought she was. She. I have to stay here. That old "I have to stay here" trope. Yeah. And I thought the stormtroopers were going to come in and and she would just sit there while they shot her and she would have a noble person's death. That's what I thought. Would well, happen. she did, but she 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 didn't though. She beat. She kicked their ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she didn't die. I don't remember. No, no, okay. she didn't die. She kicked their asses and she. Uh, she smashed their helmets. With well, the, but I think the intention was for her to. She thought she was going to die. I don't know I if she, she was, did. She was, okay, well, maybe. she was just meditating before she kicks ass. <laughs> she's, a, she's a great. She's a great character. It's a great character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm glad she's still. And, and it's, it's like loves that she just gives him an upgrade every time. She he gets a yeah. signet. He gets the uh, mudhorn signet, and um, and then he gets his rocket pack. He finally gets his jet pack. Oh yeah. Uh, and but what was that bit about? Like you have to train with it and you have to know it before it'll something around along those lines where it, i felt yeah. that we were going to get a great montage of him trying to learn how to use the rocket pack <laughs> and have him crashing and stuff and we didn't get that the greatest he just, american hero yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't i didn't we didn't get anything like that he just kind of uses it and it works for him right away but i thought she, her words in that scene made me think there was more to it than just pressing on well she said have you had the training as a kid and he said yes yeah okay so, so he knew enough about it that uh he he could uh, he could use it a little, but not to maybe its full potential. Yeah. potential. yeah. And then we come up. Uh, then they go through the river, the lava river, and then we come up to the point which uh, um, Gideon comes back at them with the Tie Fighter. He tries to strafe them and, and take them down, and he he you know Mando fires up his rocket pack, and we see that scene. It was actually the clip from the trailer uh, way back when, where he uh, he actually opens up the the. Um, um, Tie fighter and reaches in to grab him, kind of thing, and, and that was uh, that was that scene. It was really really cool. Yeah, he's like hanging on and trying to damage the uh, the tie fighter. And well, he shoots up into the air with a jetpack. He then he grabs. He, on. he shoots yeah. his grappling hook on it, grabs onto it, gets pulled along. Just watching the speed at which he's getting pulled <laughs> along though was it shocking. Actually, you don't really think yeah. of it in terms of yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I don't like, know if that would he would survive that. His neck would get snapped back or something. Yeah, and he's got well, he <laughs> drops his first grenade by mistake, right. which I thought was pretty good. Because yeah, it'd be crazy windy. Yeah. yeah. And then I liked the he places it on the on the wing and then jettisons. Yeah. And I thought for a minute that he was out of jet out of backpack fuel. I thought the Mandalorian was gonna go down harder. Yeah, well, like I said, it, it did seem like a really very real possibility that he could die in this episode. And yeah. I think we were meant to feel that. I think they they did a good job of, of making us question whether or not he was going to die. Like, I think that's, you know, you, you kind of go into, for example, the rise of Skywalker or something, knowing that, you know, Poe's not going to die or Ray's mm-hmm. not going to die or whatever. You know, Ray's not going to die. And that was not present in this in this final episode of The Mandalorian. He, he could have died. He really could have died. Baby Yoda could have become The Mandalorian. I don't know. Yeah. So then. Uh, then oh, and, it, uh, and we uh, we left out the part about they're the clan of two. Right. So they're, yeah. they're a clan. He's a foundling. And uh, Mando now, must now take him to f- try and find his home planet. Or his people. Or his whatever. people, whatever they may be. And, and like, jeez, man, talk about some, a tall order. There's some indication that it's his planet. There's some indication it's his, it's maybe the Jedi Knights who she's told him to look for. It's, yeah, it's a little well, bit she, unclear. She equates um, the Force powers with the Jedi Knights. Which I think mm-hmm. is interesting because, 
Um, I, th I thought she was going to say the Sith, and I don't know that. Maybe the Mandalorians never fought the Sith? I don't know. I, we do know they fought the Jedi. That, that, that did happen in Clone Wars and other, other iterations of Star Wars, but I, th I could have sworn that he, she was going to go on about the Sith, and she did not mention the Sith at all. So, yeah, so he equates that creature and his Force powers with the Jedi Knights, which is interesting. Yeah, and uh, but there's no mention of Yoda. No, like the whole legend of, and she talks about the Jedi being legend, and like it's yeah. just been completely forgotten. Yoda's been, I mean, when you think about it, Yoda's been in hiding for you know uh, since the end of the um, the um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is like ten, fifteen years before, right? Yeah. When does the no, no, twenty five years. Sorry, Luke's born yeah, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, so yeah, oh, 20, right, right. like twenty, twenty five years. Right, Yoda's been out of the zeitgeist as it were so they don't know who he is they don't remember him um and or any other creature like that which is very unusual well we're we a similar theme runs through star wars which is people the average joe isn't aware like right. luke skywalker's a myth or you know like that yep. kind of thing yeah there's not the, the communication in the galaxy is not great although broom, especially with the empire ruling over it broom boy heard about luke right away well, I don't he know. was inspired by luke instantaneously <laughs> Whereas, uh, for some reason, the other uh, legends of the galaxy have uh, just aren't generally so well known. Among, yeah, among I, I think it might be a, um, a symptom of having the Empire in power for so long, mm -hmm. and even in the time of the Mandalorian, which is five years after the uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, there's still that exists like that kind of breakdown of communication. Whereas in, in thirty years down the road, when the New Republic has been in power, they've, they've improved their their uh, you know news network, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> to convey those stories, have they ever? <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. It was, but I was I was left wanting with um, wanting to know more about Yoda, Baby Yoda, and where he came from. And it seems that they've just pushed that off to the next season now. So not we're gonna, but, yeah, they, but that they, was the point. Well, I guess it was. But I, now I'm wondering, like, are they gonna drag this along next season until the very end, or are we gonna find out right away? Like that just, sounds to me like a season two conclusion. You think that's how? Yeah, it's okay. I think. Well. This is a way. Oh, and we missed. Well, we'll, we'll there was the big um, payoff at the end of the episode with the dark saber. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. yeah so um, Gideon cuts his way out of the. <laughs> I'm looking at that going. There's a hatch right there, dude. Can you not just pop that hatch? Like maybe it, not. Well, I mean, he could have cut out through the hatch. There's probably a ladder there. The Jawas were already on it. <laughs> I, I know like they that. were. I know, that's yeah, good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he he's got the dark saber, which is probably the first time we've ever seen one in live action. In Star Wars, I don't think we've. It's been in the Clone Wars. It's been in Rebels, but the idea of the dark saber is not something that we've seen in, in any Star Wars film, uh, certainly. And that is a, of course, a Mandalorian weapon. that um, goes back to the part of the the legend of the Mandalorians. Not the same as a lightsaber. It, it's similar, but I think it's similar technology, but it's a different different beast. I think. Well, there's only one. Is that right? Yeah, there's oh, only okay. one, and I think it's. Uh... Um, oh God! There's because it does show up in Rebels. Yeah, yeah. There's a legend in uh, in oh God, I'm getting my Clone Wars and my uh, Rebels mixed up. Right, but sure there's a, the legend of the dark saber, and it, uh, and it was sort of like the symbol for the Mandalorian people. And I think Sabine has it. She did. In, she did. Yeah, that yeah. was before A New Hope. Right, right. So she had it, and I think the implication is. Oh, there's a book called Dark Saber by Kevin J. Anderson. Really? Hmm. I have to read that. There, uh, I think the implication is that that uh, Moff Gideon uh, ransacked Mandalore or was involved. Oh, in, very, very much. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's 
that's the point. Oh, yeah. This is one of a kind. Legend tells that it was created over a thousand years ago by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted oh, into the Jedi Order. That's right. There we go. After his passing, the Jedi kept the saber in their temple. This was until the members of the House of Vizsla snuck in and liberated it. They used the saber to unify the people and strike down those who would oppose them. One time, they ruled all of Mandalore wielding this blade. The saber is an important symbol to that house and respected by the other clans. Cool. Yeah. All right, so we're going to see more of that in uh, in season two as well. I thought it was a cool reveal. I really did. I'm like, oh, I knew what it was immediately. I'm like, okay. Like, I think people who aren't as familiar with uh, with the uh, other stuff might not know what that was. They might just assume it's a different type of lightsaber, a different color of lightsaber. Yeah, it, but work, it, it works on that level. Ooh, it's cool. Like, what is it? Yeah. Like, like, it works on that level, or it also pays off something that was in the Clone Wars for, you know, for people who are interested in the animation and that right. stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so it works on the both. Yeah, a lot of fun. A great series. Yeah. And I'm now I'm really uh now I think we're gonna get the second season in the fall, I think is what they've said. Yeah. So uh in the meantime, are you keeping Disney Plus or are you gonna cancel it? Uh I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean I'm gonna keep it for the time being. I, I think I, I haven't actually researched all the movies that are on there. Yeah. Uh we were watching um the other day Luke was uh watching Gravity Falls on it, which is a great cartoon series. Uh and we we used to watch it a long time ago, and it ended a number of years ago. But they've got I think there's only three seasons or two seasons on Disney Plus, so we're just kind of like just binging that and watching Gravity Falls. And there's a number of other things, but I think that my t- my test is going to be if I can go if I end up going like a month without using it, I'm going to cancel it. If oh. it really if it really turns up like oh I just don't because really what's happened in the last few months uh, my my streaming services that have been dominated by Disney Plus and Prime because yeah. of all the great shows on there, and I have not been on Netflix a ton. And then I went back on Netflix New Year's Eve. It was funny because I was talking. My mom was over. We were kind of talking about uh, Martin Short came up in conversation. And we were talking about this the show he did with Steve Martin for Netflix. And I was going to show it to her. And as soon as I loaded Netflix up, and I had not been on there in maybe a month, uh, I see that season two of Lost in Space is on, is now it's on there. there. So I'm like, oh! So we will start watching yeah. that. So I, I got. But I mean, I that I again. So now I'm going to go back to Netflix. I might cancel Disney Plus. Prime is something that they've got so many good shows on Prime. I'm going to keep it just because I keep going back to it. But um, yeah, if I don't use Disney Plus in a you know in a month, I might just might as well just cancel until The Mandalorian's back on. But I mean, the reality is, if you watch one thing on it a month, you've made your money. Oh, maybe two things. Maybe two things. Seven bucks. I mean, I pay. I'll pay iTunes nine bucks now. It's a seven ninety nine for some of the new movies. Yeah, but those aren't going to be on Disney Plus. We're not going to get brand new movies. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that's the value of watching. Uh, watching I would a say movie. a value is is. Clo- well, I guess that's the going rate for renting a movie on right. on iTunes. But if you're looking for older movies, like think about the old, the new release section and the old release section back in the video oh, yeah. store, right? New releases were more expensive. Old releases were. I think we could get. Ten for ten bucks, I think, was the deal we had at uh, at uh, Blockbuster Video back in the day. So if you can watch ten movies on Disney Plus, it's it's uh, that's a good deal. It's funny because actually a video store here used to have that deal. Remember, uh, Movie Village had that deal was like thirty. You get a month, you pay a monthly fee, yep. and you just get as many movies as you want as long sure. as you return one and get another one. It's like that was the early version of Netflix. Yeah. Analog Netflix. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There you go. I know it's a it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna re again as I say. I'm gonna rewatch the Mandalorian. I'm sure I'll pick out other stuff that I, I enjoy from it. But yeah, really solid solid series. We were and- about to say also next season. This is what I think is gonna happen. 
is this. So baby Yoda means, and some people hate that expression because they don't, don't think it can be. It's Yoda's not baby. Yoda. It's, right, right. It's, we know it's not Yoda. Okay. It's just the it's just the catch all that everybody's. Yoda's na- species did not have a name. Yeah. We're calling them Yoda. Right. They're all even the adult is Yoda. Right. <laughs> no, Female Yoda. <laughs> But, uh, but it's, it looks like Yoda. It looks like a baby version of Yoda. I think uh, this gives them the the ability to then they could go to places uh, uh, like um, Dagobah in their research. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they made a stop at Dagobah to find out if they might hear about Yoda and make a stop there. Well, now is the cool thing is now the kind of dynamic of the show changes because before he was still kind of doing bounty hunting yeah. or trying to do that anyway when he was on the run. He was trying to find work outside the guild so he can keep getting money and keep going mm-hmm. but now his his um his mission changes so now he's trying to find baby yoda's people where does he get the money for that though does he have to like he has to change his profession is he no longer a bounty hunter right he's good with the guild again because carl weathers uh is you know the guild so hopefully he's healed that wound but um yeah i don't know what, what do we keep still we're gonna still see like it was a very much an um, like a monster of the week kind of a thing with this show where every episode had a different adventure. There wasn't a ton of overarching story until the end. Are we going to see that again next next well, year? Well, there was a thread that went through the whole the, thing. The thread of Baby yeah. Yoda was through the whole thing, but but are we going to see that again? Yeah. Where every week it's going to be a different planet. He stops in a different planet, has a different adventure, uh, moves on. I think uh, the the thread next time will be the research that they do to try to find out where baby Yoda's from. Where does he get his funding? But I think, well, because Carl, well, Carl Weathers said you can come back, you know, hey, now your prices just went up. Right, okay. Hey, like, like, so that's still a possibility. But I I think um, the other thing that's at work here is, uh, hey, we got Luke Skywalker starting his Jedi Academy around the same time. Okay. So that, that's an interesting uh, point. There, we, there's the planet that Yoda species is from, whatever that is. I wonder so if that, Ben Solo's born yet. That's, well, that's just... I, I don't think we would ever see a CGI Luke until they can really do it. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But I well, think, I thought that, actually, I thought that we talked about this. I think the CGI Luke in the Rise of Skywalker was pretty good. Oh, no, I I, I agree. But I don't think uh, in terms of having a, a spoken dialogue. Yeah, we'll get nah. the we'll get the plasticine Tarkin if we don't try it harder. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think that the, but that's a possibility to visit the new. Well, one thing we talked about in the in when we first started talking about the series and first started watching it, we talked about how much we didn't want to see the familiar characters show up, right? Mm. We, we kind of speculated as to who could show up, and it turns out we didn't see anybody. We didn't see any characters we knew. All new stuff, Just which was great. Just side characters. Like who? Like, like the, seeing the Jawas again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we didn't I mean? see any, like, like we didn't see Chewbacca. We didn't see no. Han or Leia or any of the other characters. Even Lando could have shown up at some point, right? Although he's too old. Although we could have had Donald Glover Lando. Yeah, like yeah. They, they could have done that, right? So... I hope they continue that. I don't want to see all the familiar Star Wars faces, and I really hope. Um, I think there's, you know this is going to tie into our conversation about the, the rise of Skywalker. But let's just leave John Favreau alone on this. If it ain't broke, let let him do what he wants to do. Let him. He's done a good job. You oh, know, yeah. like that's he did a great job. Yeah, like like, and he is like you know he's been he's the guy who launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he seems to be the guy to. Do the similar thing for Star Wars, so well. Look at it this way: we have a, an original, we have a new trilogy with, done by two different directors, which does the plan did not hang together from no. movie to movie. Here we've got a season of The Mandalorian done by six different directors, but one overarching showrunner, one, right? And it hangs together. The show there's there's a, a little maybe here and there, 
But the the setup and the payoff were perfectly in concert with one another, like the and done by different directors. It shows what planning can do. Yeah. Which I think I I don't I don't think that JJ and Ryan Johnson agreed. I don't think I think it's pretty hard to look at those movies and go. Oh yeah, they uh, shared the vision. I no, don't think they, they shared. Cl- the they vision. clearly did not. No. Um, and and similar to the way they do the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Kevin Feige is the common thread there. He right. is the overarching. He is the showrunner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you do, do need to have one person. I thought I thought for Star Wars that was supposed to be Kathy Kennedy. I thought she was supposed to be the overarching kind of thread throughout, but she turned out not to be. Well, the story group, I mean, uh, you know, there's a story, story group, would, but would in the end, you that. have to edit together a film in the end, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't, yeah. it's not like the story group gets final. No, edit they do something. not. No, no, no. Which is, which is understandable. Um, but it's interesting because it, back in the old days, the common thread was George Lucas. He was the only person who had a clear vision of what Star Wars was in his mind. And he was the person who kind of, that's the one thing that the prequels have on these new movies. The prequels, I would still maintain these new movies, I think, are better than the prequels. Overall, just better movies than the prequels. But, no, but you know what's missing from these from the new trilogy? It, with the prequels, you can point to each movie and go, but that kicked ass that part of the one movie. one scene right. in each movie right but with in the new in the new ones i don't think so there's one scene in the last jedi that i think is kicked ass and that was the opening scene i love that opening scene it's still my favorite I opening i would scene. argue it would be the luke scene that was but, also very good but it pissed there are people. more there are more than one <laughs> kick ass scene in in the last jedi but um but the the common thread see i think if george lucas had a very clear vision of what he wanted those prequels to be. He just was not able to execute it to his liking. He's always been that way, right? He didn't like the way he executed the original films, but the combination of all the different people working on it and how it all came together for the first three films made that made them what they are. There's you, no you can't replicate that. Well, you can't he, do that again. He wanted to push tech in the in the prequels. He wanted to push the boundaries of filmmaking. That's where Jar Jar came from. But he also wanted it to be a shiny new like the the, the original trilogy is a used mm-hmm. universe where it's like all broken and you know fixing and cobbled together. He wanted the prequels to be a shiny new like this is before the empire before the dark times. So that's it's all everything's nice and new and then they kind of they fall back technologically to what we see in the original films. Anyway, that's a discussion for another time. But I've always thought the way that the the that these trilogies could work could have worked best is to view it this way. The first three are seen through the eyes of Anakin, who's a kid. Right. The middle three are te- your teenage rebellion years. Luke, it's Luke, the is rebellion. A, Luke is the protagonist. Yeah, it's the teenagers, the teenagers sticking it to the man. And then I thought the last three, what they're really about is about sort of the um, coming to terms with your life. over. Uh, and so it would be Luke, Leia, and Han doing that. And we got maybe a little of that, but not as much as I think could have been done. And I, and I do think one of the issues with the current trilogy is what it, what's it about? Like, what is it about? What is yeah. the, like, okay, you, it doesn't matter what family you come from. You can write your own ticket. <laughs> it's kind of the message of the last movie. But I'm not sure that going in, like, the other two trilogies have a very clear message. Because it's George Lucas. Right. Crafting that message. What's mi- what's missing from the current trilogy is the clear defining what are these films about. What yeah. are we? What are we set out to prove? Here? Yeah. yeah. Or what? What is the moral? The lesson of these three films? And there kind of isn't one. 
It's or it's maybe I mean there is there's little ones. No, I'm shaking my head in agreement with you. Yeah, there's. I'm like you're right. I'm shaking my head because there should have been, but there wasn't. Right, but 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 maybe we're missing it too. There's that element. Well, I'll look for it when I go see it again in the theaters this weekend. So yeah, it's just it's you know I'm frustrated. I I'm frustrated by the amount of Star Wars fans, people who profess to love Star Wars, spending all their time hating Star Wars. I don't by any means hate any of this stuff. Um, there are issues with it, and you know, it, like I said, nothing is perfect. But ah, whatever. I don't. What, what do you give the Mandalorian season one out of? Oh 10? shit, that's like a nine out of ten. Wow, so you do love it? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I just don't love it as much as everybody else. <laughs> See, I give it. I agree with you. I'd give it a nine out of ten. I don't think it's a perfect. It's not perfect, but it's as close as we've gotten in the what, modern era. What does it say about us that we love the thing that is yeah. closest in time, almost not counting Rogue One? Um, although I've, I've seen many articles come out over the last few weeks that cite Rogue One as the best movie of this of this uh, I can't new agree era. with that. Well, no, neither can I. But but it's funny how much people seem to love the things that are closest to the original trilogy in time. So Rogue One happens just before A New Hope. This one happens five years after Return of the Jedi. We just want to go back to that era. We want to go back to our childhood when we first saw these movies. I think what we are seeing in the movies and in The Mandalorian is an exploration of what Star Wars is and what makes it good. And I think uh, John Favreau has unlocked the key to that more than what J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson did. Right. I do. I do think they that that he got closer to it. And I actually think if The Mandalorian was the first movie out of the gate, as opposed to the TV series we're watching, I think people would have it would have been like The Force Awakens, uh, but with someone who's not doesn't have force powers in the main role. Well, we do see somebody with force powers in the in the show. In the movie, if Baby Yoda was in it, people would have loved it. And uh, and uh, uh, Baby Yoda completely stole the thunder of Babu Frick, <laughs> which was, I think, their plan for their ba- their baby. Maybe Yoda. maybe that's true. Okay, yeah. that's gonna do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Station to pick up some power converters. Now I am the master. Taking an awful risk, maybe. This had better work.